With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. I am your host, Steph Bond, and I am really, I know I'm always excited about my guests, but this, this time I'm really excited because it's something very unique, and for those of us in the metro Atlanta area, a very um, interesting story in regards to the new Mercedes-Benz Dome, um, but um, as we'll find out as we move through the, um, the conversation that it's not just Atlanta that is doing this. So today our guest is Tom Dunn. He is currently the COO of Built Environmental Kitchen Solutions, an international franchiser with locations in 23 countries. And since 1996, the Filter Group has been providing unparalleled service around the world to restaurants and other food establishments. Going green, quote-unquote, was never a commercial or trendy consideration for Delta. They have always had a, a mind towards being sustainable. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Tom. Good morning. Thank you for being with us. I am really interested in this conversation. Um, so before we like get into sort of the aspects of the sustainability side, just tell us what Filter does, and um, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people don't know about um, the grease trap stuff at restaurants, so maybe you can explain a little bit about that, too. Sure, absolutely, and so we're, we're a very large company that nobody really knows about, <laughs> unless you are in the, uh, the commercial kitchen space. So what we do for a living is that we take care of uh, commercial kitchens, and we are in what we call the active fryer managed business. And our job is to take care of fryers and cooking oil inside of those commercial kitchens. So, you know, there in Atlanta, you have plenty of uh, commercial kitchens, which can be a restaurant. I think that's what most people automatically think. But there's also hospitals, colleges, and universities. Um, I mean, it can literally be bowling alleys, churches, uh, whatever it happens to be. And so what we do for a living is we are, uh, and, and our organization is a franchise network. So in the U.S., we have uh, about 145 franchisees in the U.S., one, uh, a couple of them actually based in Atlanta, but the, the one that services some of the big arenas there, um, Mr. John Lopez, you know, his job is that he goes in, he meets with uh, a commercial kitchen, and he talks to them and actually does a site evaluation to see what they cook, how they cook, when they cook, and then we come in and we make recommendations and we have a physical service in which we can provide cooking oil to that client. Um, we actually started life kind of in the middle where we can actually do uh, the microfiltration of cooking oil and the vacuum-based deep cleaning of fryers. So we actually, you know, take a look at the oil. Uh, I, I actually kind of call it dialysis for cooking oil. 
is that we come in, we can remove those impurities out of that, that oil um, while the, the fryer is getting uh, physically cleaned, and then we can return that oil back. Perfectly safe, perfectly healthy. We've just removed the impurities that actually kill that oil. And so we have a specialized machine that does that. Um, and then lastly, on the oil side, is that we can actually haul the oil away. So many of our clients would come to us and say, well, wait a second, I, I get it. You can provide me the oil, you take care of it in the middle, but what about that backside? We've got that dirty, nasty bin out back. Can you take care of that? And so we said, yeah, I'm sure we can. And so now we actually have a bin-free removal service where you don't need that bin that's going to overflow and cause environmental issues, pest issues, smells, whatever it happens to be, is we literally take it from fryer, we haul it off, we have special tanks in our vans, and then we have it recycled into biodiesel at the end of the day. So we're kind of a one-stop oil solution, and then we have two other services inside kitchens. One is built to cool, where we actually put uh, walk-in panels into coolers to make the produce last longer, to uh, grab the humidity that's in the air and make a better, uh, healthier environment for the cooler. And then we actually now spray drains with uh, an active um, biologic, a uh, bacteria, probiotic bacteria that will eat the grease, um, keep down the odors, and do it in an environmentally friendly fashion. So we kind of see ourselves in that whole space of, um, you know, anybody with a fryer is a potential customer of Filta. Well. So this is even a bigger conversation than I thought it was. Um, <laughs> we I touch a little bit of everything. Well, you recycle, you, you know, you recycle grease before you recycle grease, right? Which is really important when you think about, well, first of all, I mean, grease is very expensive for restaurant owners. That's and right. And so yep. the fact that you're extending the life of that grease for them is just really, really awesome. And, of course, it's, it's great for the environment, too, because it means we're not producing as much of, you know, anything. So I love that aspect of it. And, of course, I love that you're going to biodiesel. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, who your biodiesel customers are. I mean, is it just anybody um, or is there someone you – I'm assuming there's someone you use in Atlanta that it goes to buy. How does that work? There, there is. So, so we don't actually do the recycling into biodiesel. That's kind of a – that's its own specialty. And it requires uh, – to, to do it correctly, it requires um, certifications and all types of different things um, that, you know, that's not something that we really get involved with. So there is a what, – what we've done is we've actually partnered with um, biodiesel manufacturers all over the country, and we do have one there in the Atlanta marketplace that we work with. And so what we do is we will bring the oil back um, uh, and we'll either store it for a period of time and then they'll truck it into their plant to do that. Uh, but then their, you know, their customers is that'll be blended with regular uh, diesel uh, and it can be sold as, uh, you know, B10, B15, whatever the blend is. And that's just the, the percentage of biodiesel that's actually in the blend. And then they'll work with um, uh, county offices, they'll work with school buses, they'll work with, you know, government offices, uh, as well as the public um, to sell it, you know, in, in, the, um, in the gasoline chain. Well, and let's, um, I think that's just great. You're not required to do that, and that's what I think is really cool. But what restaurants and 
churches and all the other organizations you mentioned are required to do is to have a grease trap and to manage that grease. So the fact that you're eliminating even managing the grease trap is, is a real benefit. Yeah, now the grease trap's a little bit different. The grease trap is the piece in the ground. And overseas, we're more involved in the grease trap business, and it's slightly different. So the grease trap is the, the piece that actually will capture the grease that accidentally goes down the drain. Um, that's not something that we typically deal with in the U.S. There are specialized companies that do that. Our main goal is to get the majority of grease that's coming out of the fryer that would typically be, unless they're illegally pouring it down the drain, which unfortunately we have seen over the years, and every now and again um, you'll see a, an Internet video of a fast food worker deciding to pour the, you know, the grease down the drain or that type of thing. Um, we want to make sure that that's handled responsibly before it ever makes it down the drain. Uh, so typically, you know, our piece is right from fryer right to our truck. So there's no bin or that type of thing. So I guess I'm confusing the terminology, but, like, I, I, I know in particular at my church we have this with this thing that the grease goes in and then somebody comes and sucks it out. Yeah, got it. Before. So that's the grease bin. Yeah, so the, the, the difference okay. is, um, but for those people that are in the restaurant business, a, a grease trap or an interceptor is a piece in the ground that's hooked to your plumbing system. The piece that you're talking about is a grease bin or barrel or, you know, and so we typically say no bins or barrels. The thing that's out back of a restaurant that they physically put that in. So that's not technically called a grease trap, but that, that bin or barrel is the piece that we can make go away absolutely completely. There's no reason when they have built a service that they need that, that, you know, that outside bin. And if you've seen it, you know, it's thing in the world. Um, oh, no, and it yeah. really, well, and it creates a, an environmental problem. Um, you know, I don't know where your, your church happens to be located, but you know, many of our clients um, across the country are on, you know, riverfronts or waterfront or whatever it is. And if there's a slight flood or, or that, you know, a heavy rain, uh, I'm happy to be in Tampa, Florida today, today, and we're getting very heavy rain. Um, when it floods out back of a restaurant, now that grease is in the water and you have a little bit bigger environmental problem than you wanted to in the first place. So, again, it was something that we didn't necessarily seek to get in that business. It was just something that we saw as an issue and the client kept coming to us saying, look, can you solve this problem? of why do I have to have this dirty, stinky, nasty bin out back? Um, can you make it go away? And we said, yeah, I think we can. We put our heads together and we came up with a way to do it. Well, and that's that's the sign of a, a good business or a good entrepreneur, right? That, you know, you may start your business doing one thing, but the customers love you so much you solve problems for them otherwise. Um, well, let's talk about the what people probably can get most excited about, the fact that y'all are doing this for the duck the new Mercedes-Benz Dome here in Atlanta, yep. the Falcons and the, the Atlanta United soccer champions now um, play. Yeah, absolutely. So so if you take a look at uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and we do several other large venues there, uh, you know, it's interesting. Everybody looks at it, and then they go, oh, the, the Dome, and it's Mercedes-Benz, and you've got the college bowls there, and you've got, you know, the football games. There. It's a very active um, facility. Yeah. The, the interesting part for us is, yeah, that's great. We look at um, there's a lot of people coming there, and so the management uh, there has to make sure that they take care 
of all the individuals that physically come to that stadium. And so anywhere where people gathers, there's usually going to be food serviced and there's, there's plenty of food service there. So I actually look at Mercedes Benz stadium as in the number of fryers they actually have in that location. And so, as I said, we've got uh, John Lopez, who's our franchise owner there, takes care of Mercedes Benz. Just to give you a general idea um, of what we do for them there is that we, you know, we do do the filtration uh, of the oil there. So part of our job within Mercedes-Benz Stadium is to try to make, um, you know, they're very environmentally conscious and they want to make sure that it, uh, their, their product lasts as long as it possibly can. And they provide very high quality to their customers. They've got 109 fryers in that particular stadium. Uh, so you can imagine fairly large stadium, uh, fairly logistically uh, not the easiest thing to service because you kind of have to get around it. So what we do for them is that we'll typically come in, we'll filter the oil, uh, we'll see, we'll try to get it to last as long as it can possibly last. And then once it's completed, they don't want that oil really kind of sitting on site. They want that oil to be taken away and then recycled into biodiesel. And so we do both of those services, um, you know, from Mercedes-Benz, and we have to work around their, you know, their events. I think everybody thinks, well, football games, there's 16 professional football games, of which eight are at home, but that particular arena and stadium has events going on all the time. So we, you know, we service that year-round for them. Well, and just, you know, for the people who might not be Southerners, all of that's our primary audience. Um, you know, there may be 16 pro games, but we're going to have a college game almost every week, and we can cram absolutely in there, right? And then, of course, um, I'm not I'm a Southerner, so I'm not a big football fan, but we, you know, they also have Atlanta United, which is the soccer team there. Which yep, you know, I, it, it, it it's sort of crazy how busy it is, right? I mean, oh yeah, concerts, you you got a little bit of everything going on. That's a state of the art you know, stadium. Um, that you know, it's a beautiful. Not only is it an attractive stadium, but it's a you know state of the art. They wanted to make sure that the guests were taken care of, and and so you know they hire vendors like us that can make sure they're environmentally responsible, and and you know we report back to them, um, you know what they're doing, what we're doing in terms of their environmental responsibility, because um, it's important to them, and they want to know that. Well, and, and I'll just give you a little education um, and the rest of our audience, more importantly, a little education. Um, Arthur Blank, of course, owns both the, the soccer and the football team. And when they built the, the – I just love this. Like, we're going to be leave certified platinum, which is sort of crazy when you think about yep. the scale of the structure. And it's like, we're going to be leave certified platinum, the first in the universe, which which is true. Technically, it's true, but it's like it sounds sort of funny, like – you know, we're just going to be it. And, I mean, you know, they've got solar and they've got, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. I haven't actually been out to, the, to, to it. I've been offered a tour and I just haven't followed up with it. But, I mean, it, they really, really did make huge strides to make sure it really was environmentally responsible. And, and it's sort of an NFL thing, too, because the Dome is not the only one that you're doing this for, right? No, it's not. And and to just to back up on on the lead certification, that is not the easiest thing in the world to get. And no. so, you know, and it, it's not a matter of just popping, you know, solar panels in or um, you know, hiring filter or doing whatever. It's it's each one of those gets you a certain number of points 
And typically you've got to, um, you know, you've got to get a certain number of points to get to that lead certification. I don't know how many it would take for platinum, but I can't even imagine, you know, everything you would have to do to kind of go through that. Um, as right. far as well, other customers, most people, could, yeah, sorry. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Say most people are just happy with leads. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So as far as the rest of Atlanta is concerned, um, you know, we service uh, well over uh, 100-plus customers in the Atlanta market. I'll mention a couple of um, – uh, two other uh, big ones that I know that John services there. Uh, we also do uh, – I think it's formally called the Phillips Arena. I think it's now called the State Farm Arena where yeah. your Atlanta Hawks play. Um, we take care of that arena. That's uh, 57 fires. And then um, another uh, big kind of landmark that we take care of there as well is the uh, your conference center, the Georgia World uh, Congress Center, the GWCC. That thing, um, for as large as it is, it doesn't have as many friars as, uh, you know, you would think. You're kind of looking at it. So I think it's close to 4 million square feet inside that building. There's about 25 friars in that location. And, again, same thing is we come in there, we do a custom site evaluation, and then we decide, one, can we help? And then, two, you know, where can we help? So we, you know, we help all three of the kind of those major facilities there in Atlanta. Now, we've got four universities, maybe five, ugh, maybe six if we count metro area. Are you doing any any of the universities also? Yeah, we do. Um, I don't have a list of everything we handle in Atlanta, but we absolutely, um, everything there. We do colleges, universities, we do healthcare, um, you name it, uh, in Atlanta, and we do it. Well, I I, I find it sort of interesting because Southeast Green is celebrating its 10th year, and I've been to, you know, basically everything in regards to Presentations and I've never heard your company before. I'm like, I know, I, I know, with a great secret. secret. Yeah. Um, so tell me a little bit more. I know that I think there was 22 other stadiums that are doing grease uh, filter with the NFL. So is this an initiative from the NFL, or is it really each individual city slash owner decides? Um, yeah, so, so good question. Stadiums. Yeah, so good question. So in, in amongst the stadiums, and just to give you an idea, I mean, we are we do 23 of the 32 NFL stadiums, but we are the single largest supplier of active fryer management um, and cooking use, uh, used cooking oil recycling to not only the, the um, NFL, but the, uh, the NCAA, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, uh, minor league ballparks. I mean, you kind of name it, and, and we're involved in that. And so, so for us, um, there there are a couple of uh, alliances, like the Green Sports Alliance, uh, that a lot of the the teams are involved in. And so, you really have uh, you've got kind of three layers there. You've got the team ownership. Then you have uh, usually what they do is they'll hire a management company to either manage the stadium uh, or the food service, and sometimes it's the same company and sometimes it's two different companies. So uh, the first layer is team ownership. Second layer is uh, whoever that they've hired to manage the food service, and then the third layer are the vendors. And so um, I think generally um, the, the NFL, uh, the NHL, the NBA, I think most of these organizations, Major League Baseball, 
I think generally um, they promote the green concept. Still needs to make sense to them financially at the end of the day. But I think that because they, they take these very large plots of land and put a big concrete structure on it, I think they're very sensitive about um, that environmental impact. And so they then have an influence on the management company to say, hey, look, whoever you hire, whatever we do, however we built this, let's make sure that, um, that it's environmentally responsible. So I would tell you that it's been a grassroots effort from our part. It's not like the NHL came to us and said, hey, look, can you take care of all the stadiums? Um, so the individual team members will make those decisions individually, but as an organization, I think they generally promote environmental concepts. Cool. Well, um, it's really exciting to think that this kind of, right. I mean, when people do sustainability and they talk about it or whatever, but I love the idea that, that the business is happening, whether we, we know it or not. I don't know. Um, so, um, I really am excited about this conversation because it's a holistic approach. I mean, a lot of people think, okay, I gave up my straws. I'm done. Right. And the straws is the first step. <laughs> many, many, many more steps. And as we were discussing earlier, um, you know, Florida, actually the entire state, there is a big movement to sort of eliminate straws, and that's because people are becoming more aware. Um, do you do any education? Because the, the grossest pictures I've ever seen are um, – Fog, right? Bats, oils, and grease trapped in right, yeah. this disgusting. So, what kind of education do you do to help people understand? Yeah, great question. So, so anytime we have a chance to to speak on the subject, like we are today, love talking about it. So, in the in the UK, they actually have a great name for um, you know fats, oil, and greases that get lodged down in pipes and everything else. They call them fatbergs, kind of like an iceberg, but a fatberg. And I think it's exceptionally descriptive of what it is. And so for us, yeah, anytime that we can kind of tell the story of Filta, we want to do that. You know, our approach generally, Beth, is that I don't know if I can help, help a customer. So when we go in, you know, I, I, there are some customers that have exceptionally good fryer management. They have good practices. Um, one that I can think of that we do work with, uh, but, you know, we don't work with massively currently is Chick-fil-A. You know, they're based in your backyard. And so Chick-fil-A, uh, we work with at some colleges and universities, but Chick-fil-A is fantastic um, at their oil management. They, they just do a really good job. Every five or six cooks of chicken, uh, they'll go ahead and filter that, you know, filter that oil. Uh, there's not a whole lot that we can do for them in terms of extending life of their oil because they've kind of got that down. Now, taking care of their fryers, making sure they're not burning a ton of fuel, keeping their employees safe, you do it, all those things, absolutely we can. So the message is slightly different, but it really depends on who the client is at the end of the day. So, and, and so once we um, take a look at a client, we do a site evaluation, we then, again, very grassroots, we'll work with that client on our fryer management principles. And we've got about 10 fryer management principles that even if you don't hire Filta, will help, you know, improve the environmental piece. Because our feeling is, look, whether you need our services, want our services, whatever it is, we can at least educate you on how to take care of that oil, how to protect um, the environment, how to take care of your employees, uh, how to make sure that you're not, you know, putting too much 
Um, you know, you mentioned the oil before buying less oil is you don't have to put as many boxes in the recycling bin. You don't have to, there's so many issues with, um, using too much stuff that we can educate the individual customer on how they can minimize that with filter or without filter. So again, we like to do it on a, on a big scale, but at the same time, we take a very grassroots approach and we want to, we want to work with each kitchen individually. Well, and I, I, you're talking about the issues. I call them the most most uh, businesses and industries have to deal with unintended consequences, but in sustainability, Absolutely. we get we get to deal with unintended benefits, right? So, you know, you're recycling the oil. You just said we're reducing the cardboard waste because they're using less oil. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's yep. so many things that come that are like bonus, like woohoo! This is extra yay from, you know, doing things more sustainably. And, and and a lot of times now when I have a conversation, I don't even talk about green or sustainability anymore because it's confusing to people. I just say, do you think we waste too much? And, of course, the inevitable answer is yes. Um, and if they say no, then I'm like, well, let me tell you a story, and I'll give them, you know, any kind of example of how much waste there is in, in our infrastructure. And they're like, oh, sure. yeah. So um, I love it that um, y'all are, you know, you, not only do you, help them gain those uh, unintended benefits, but you also are are cognizant and aware and educating them that, like, hey, here are more benefits from this. Well, Beth, I'll give you a – are we out of time? We are, but you go on – I've scheduled extra time in case we go over. No, no, no. I was going to tell you it was just a quick story. So we just had um, uh, uh, our company heads over, kind of my counterpart in the UK and 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 Germany, come over. And so I think we're on the front end of this um, of this cycle of making sure that we, you know, we are sustainable not only as a company but as a society. And so they were staying in a hotel, and and they commented of, well, God, you guys still use plastic forks and you use uh, paper plates and you use polystyrene and they don't do that in the UK. You know, a lot of that stuff, you go to a grocery store and you got to pay a nickel for a bag if you want a bag. So, you know, I think a lot of that, um, Europe, I think is a little bit ahead of us in some of that stuff. And because we have European roots, we came over from the UK, we kind of take the lead from that. And we say, okay, look, we want to be a leader as far as that piece is concerned. Right. Well, and I, I would confirm that Europe is ahead, especially in sort of reducing the waste. We're getting there. Um, like uh, I said, I was down in Clearwater um, earlier uh, this week, and there was a big article on the front page of the Tampa Bay Times about how uh, St. Petersburg is now going to be straw-free. So, you know, we're yep. small steps, but we're getting there. And, and you know, the more opportunity we have, like Southeast Green loves to educate people about these kinds of things, the more people can change. So, Tom, I have enjoyed our conversation, and it went by so quick. Um, and thank you so much for your time. If people want more information um, about the work you're doing or, um, you know, how to get in contact with a local franchisor, what, how can we get in contact with you? So the best way is to go to our website, which is gofilta.com, G-O-F-I-L-T-A.com. All of the rest of our contact information is on there. Our, our 1-800 number is 866-51-FILTA. But we have plenty of resources. We explain what we do. Um, you know, again, uh, if somebody wants a free site evaluation to see our service kind of in action and see if we can help them, more than happy to do that. 
but uh, gofilter.com is the best place for, for the resource. Super. Well, thank you so much for your time. If you're up in the Atlanta area, please look me up. I'd love to meet you face-to-face, and um, Absolutely. We, will, we will cheerlead you on as you move forward and collect and recycle more grease. Thanks, Beth. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. You know, I just I love doing the podcast. I don't do them as frequently as I used to, but I love doing them because there's just so much to learn and there's just so many ways to get inspired. And um, we've done over 300 podcasts now, and I think um, if you look at the breadth of all the different things we've talked about, like we may have done maybe 50 on Green Building, but each one had their unique individual story and I think that's what makes um, this work so exciting. So um, big thanks to Tom. Um, I also, in the show notes, you will find there's a link um, to an article they did about Soldier Field up in Chicago. So you can check that out if you want a little more information about how NFL stadiums are using the service. And we will look forward to um, having you as a, a listener on our next episode. Um, don't forget, you can be on Southeast Green. We're posting articles 24-7 about being sustainable in the southeastern United States, and we have a business directory if you want to find a local green business. Signing out with DJ Lang and Water Drops. Did you know that one of the ways we like to support the sustainability community is by providing an opportunity for businesses of all sizes to be in our green business directory listing? You should get on it because we are getting thousands of visitors every year on all sizes of businesses, and it's very exciting for the folks who are listed on the Green Business Directory. This is what you do to get on. You go to southeastgreen.com. On the second tab, there is the Green Business Directory listing. Click on that. There will be a drop-down menu, and you can join the Green Business Directory listing today. Not only will you be on the listing, but you will be sent out to over 10,000 accounts on our social media connections, and you'll also be listed in our next newsletter. So what are you waiting for? Join today. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.